Welcome to iPad Pros, a show all about professionals using the iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chatton, host of the show. Hello there, and welcome to iPad Pros. Today on the show, I'm going to be diving into an application that I use day in and day out at my day job called Adobe Comp. This is a free application available with the Creative Cloud subscription, and I believe many of the features are actually available for everybody just free of charge. So if you want to follow along at home, just download Adobe Comp from the App Store. So let's dive into this app, Adobe Comp. This is an application used to do prototyping and design right on your iPad. It integrates with the Apple Pencil in cool ways and does a lot of things really right. And it's been a mainstay on my iPad for quite a while. And let's dive into it right now. So when you first launch the app, the first thing you'll notice is it's got this concept of projects. You're able to create multiple projects and you're able to name those projects. And this helps organization in a big way. I'm able to have a project for, say, this podcast and I'm able to have promotional artwork for a certain show I'm producing, or I'm able to have a social media project where similar type of art I'm creating. This lets you really easily organize and have everything in their own different silos makes it really easy to find things in the future. What I really like doing with the different projects is having a bunch of different files in there of very similar type of art assets that I'm working with that might be promotional artwork for something that I'm doing another similar thing in the future of. And I'm able to duplicate that file to make it easier to get up and running. So you're able to name all these various projects and it works really nicely that way. Another thing that this app does really well is its revision history, its version history. When you're in a file, you're able to use three fingers to drag left or right to scrub through your history and restore previous versions of the file, which is just a really intuitive way, and it helps you see your changes over time. And even if you don't restore it, you're able to at least see your history of how this design came to be, which is really nice. But where this prototyping and design application really excels is the drawing aspect. There are a ton of different things that this application recognizes when you draw. And drawing can be either done with an Apple Pencil or your finger. You're able to draw to create shapes, add headlines, add paragraphs of text, and this lets you easily lay out your design with just the shapes. So you're able to design in different metaphors of, you know, you're trying to divide your design into, say, three parts. And you're able to do that without inputting the final results in there, just getting the shapes how you want it, the look how you want it, before finalizing anything. So you're able to draw, and it's going to recognize different things. It's going to recognize square. It's going to recognize uh, different types of shapes like circles, rounded rectangles, a triangle. It's going to let you, just with drawing, draw an image or a circular image. What the benefit of this is, is it's able to lay out that space to have that image there, that placeholder space for that image that you're able to, after the fact, go in and choose the image. 
uh, you're able to draw a headline. So text, you're able to draw in how big do you want this text in this document that you're working on. So you can do that for headlines, multi-line text, paragraphs. You're able to do lasso select withdrawing. You're able to duplicate withdrawing. You're able to grab styles by drawing. And you're able to erase with a gesture in the, in the same kind of drawing metaphor. The ability to draw and just lay out your design with just your Apple Pencil is just remarkable, and it's really well done. So when you first create your file, you're able to choose right then and there what format it's for, and you're able to add custom formats as well. And this is something I really like about this application, is all the built-in formats are really phenomenal for my job in marketing, where I'm creating art assets for Facebook, for Twitter, and different things like that. For instance, there is a whole section for social art that you're creating. There's the Facebook cover photo, Facebook link image, Twitter header photo, YouTube channel art, and a square. There's all sorts of different just social formats baked right in here. And I really like the fact that they have Facebook link images that I create on a daily basis, and that's one of the built-in formats. You're also able to design for Apple devices. They've got the Apple Watch in there, 38 and 42 millimeter. They've got all the iPhone sizes down from the SC up to the 7 Plus or 8 Plus as it is now. They've got the iPad 9.7 and 12.9. No 10.5 in there yet, but I'm sure that'll come soon. They have print formats you're able to choose from. They've got A5, A4, A3, tabloid, business cards, and a bunch of other common printing sizes like legal, A6, B5, B4, B3, C5, C4, C3, and DL. All these baked into there. They've got different options for landscape or portrait, depending on what you're designing. They've got web formats that you're able to choose from, such as 1280 by 800, Web Common, 1366 by 768, they've got Web Large, which is 1080p, and they've got a special format just for designing emails. So really top-notch formats that you're able to choose from there. And as I said before, you're able to create custom formats, and I've done this for podcast artwork. So I've got the, I believe, 3000 by 3000 for my podcast artwork as a format that I'm able to go back into and have that as part of the list of different options when creating a new file. So this really helps you from the get-go choose what format you're making this art for, and it's really well implemented. So as I mentioned before, you're able to draw to input your design. So you're able to draw on your iPad, big or small iPad, depending you know depending what size of iPad you have. You're able to draw in your design, but you're also able to just pick some different options and add those in if you're not a fan of the drawing. So there's these app shapes. You're able to just pick the app shape and input that shape there and drag the size how you want it. You're able to choose from square, circle, rounded square, triangles, hexagon, and different lines. And with all these shapes, you're able to customize it. And this is something it does really well. You're able to have within this application as many different libraries as you want. So you're able to have a say work library where say your work has a certain color scheme you're able to save your work's color scheme to a library and you're able to create a second library for say personal projects or say you have a couple of different design projects you're 
always working on, and those design projects have their own unique color schemes, well, you're able to create different libraries within this application that are separated but easily accessible. And within there, you're actually able to also have images associated with that library. So say you're switching into design A library. You're able to have image assets associated with that project as well as color layouts associated with that project as well. And that library is really powerful and something that I use on a regular basis. Having a certain color scheme that I follow at work and having that in this app is just really well done and really well implemented. As far as picking out color for the shape, you're able to just simply use a color wheel. You're able to look at different themes that are built in there. You're able to use uh, the save colors in your library as well, as well as inputting hex numbers, things like that. Uh, for the shapes, you're also able to choose the opacity. You're able to choose the stroke, if it's hidden or visible, the size of the stroke, the color of the stroke, the styles, whether there's dashes or it's solid, the corner style, so if it's a rounded corner, things like that. And you're able to change the opacity of the stroke, and you're able to change the layer of that shape, so you're able to bring it frontward or backward, depending. And from this area of the application, you're also able to delete, cut, copy, duplicate, and you're also able to lock shapes so you don't accidentally move it around without you knowing. The next thing you can input into your design are graphics. Now, there's a couple different things you can do here. There are placeholders, as you would when you're drawing, but instead they're just placeholder images that are gray kind of boxes and things like that that just hold the place of it. And when you're ready, you can tap on that placeholder and pick what image you want to go there. You're able to choose on your device for graphics. That'll pull from your photo library. You're able to take a photo right from this application. You're able to choose my files, which will pull from Adobe Cloud. You're able to pull from the market. There's a lot of free options in this market that you're able to just browse in-app a vast number of images and see if any of those work for you. And there's some free options in there to choose from. And from the market, you can add those into your in-app library for easy access in the future. There's also Adobe Stock, which is a paid collection of images that you're able to buy right within this application. So you have both free options from the market and paid options with Adobe Stock. You're also able to insert from your clipboard. Now, once you have the image picked out, either from your clipboard, from Adobe Stock, or from the market, you're able to customize those images by cropping it into a rectangle, rounded corner, circle, or fit the image. You're able to change the opacity, change the layer like you did before with the shapes. You're able to do things as well to modify the images that you put into your project. The really cool thing with Adobe Comp is how it links into other Adobe applications. So you're able to open that image asset into another app. These are apps that are integrated tightly with Adobe Comp. You're not able to choose whatever app you want for this integration, at least. You're able to, of course, do the clipboard thing to input whatever you want. But for this integration, you have the option of working with Photoshop Mix, Avery, Photo Editor, and Photoshop Express. And here's what you can do. All these different options have different descriptions under what you're doing. So for example, cut out in Photoshop Mix lets you isolate a person or object. And when you choose that, it'll open Photoshop Mix, gray out 
all of the interface elements except for isolating a person or object, which makes it really easy to get in, do your isolation work, and then hit the purple bar, the status bar at the very top, and it'll input those changes back into your project. It is really quick and really intuitive to do this. There's also the ability to liquefy in Photoshop Fix. This transforms images and face features. You're also able to do healing in Photoshop Fix that removes objects and erase blemishes. So those are the Photoshop fix things you're able to do. And as I said, there's three different options within this application. It will open Photoshop Mix and gray out everything except for what you need. It's a really powerful integration and works really well. And I believe these features may be available for free, but again, you may need a free uh, Creative Cloud account or maybe a paid one. I'm not quite sure. There's also, as I mentioned, Aviary Photo Editor. This is a photo editor that Adobe bought, and this will let you do filters, kind of like Instagram type things. So if you want to do a filter type thing for the asset you're working with, you can load that image into there with this integration. And the final one is Photoshop Express. You're able to adjust the light and color of your asset. So those are all the integrations built right into Adobe Comp. And again, these are really well done and really well implemented. So next up is text. And I really love how Adobe Comp handles text. So you have a couple different types of text. You have headline, subheadline, and paragraph. And what I really like about how they handle text are these nice vertical sliders to resize text in real time. You don't need to know the font size when you're doing this. Instead, you just have a vertical slider to the right of the text. This lets you, with a really fine accuracy, lets you scale up or down the size of your font. And this is really vital when you're designing something to be able to just really easily adjust the size to nitpicky detail. And this slider does that really well. So the vertical slider is something that I really love and is something that I hope other applications start to implement as well. For text options, you have the same color and opacity options as with your other assets in your project. For font choices, there's a lot of built-in Adobe fonts that they recommend. There's also integration with Typekit, which is Adobe's thing that they've created. That's This is a syncing of fonts between the different Adobe applications. But if you don't do that, you're able to use any of the synced fonts to your iPad. So if you don't know, there are programs out there that let you sync custom fonts to your iPad. These are fonts that are not bundled into the iPad, but things that you can you can buy fonts or things like that. I believe any font is the application name and lets you input fonts from your Mac, or I believe I've even done this just downloading from Safari on the iPad, unzipping that file with something like documents and then inputting it with any font. It basically adds a little configuration profile to do this. Really clever. But yes, Adobe Comp will let you use synced fonts. That is a really awesome thing because when you're designing something, there's definitely fonts that you want to have on there. Other text options, you're able to change line and letter spacing options. You're able to underline and change the layer as you could with other assets. So those are all the designing things about this app. There are grid markers as well that you're able to do. In the settings, you're able to change the grids. You're able to have custom grids and guides. You're able to have up to 12 columns that help you quarter off or 12 off 
into different columns. You're able to change the gutter, change the space of the size around the framing of the design you're working at to have custom pixel numbers per top, bottom, left, or right. You're able to have many custom horizontal and vertical guides. This will help you have those smart guides and tell you where to stop moving and lock things into place. It'll snap things to these different horizontal guides that you're putting in. A lot of options in the settings to really go all in and make sure you're lining things up properly. You've got these columns, you have the gutters that you're able to set up, custom horizontal and vertical guides as well. And if you don't do any of that, if you choose to ignore that, there are smart guides available as well that will help you line things up appropriately. You're able to change in settings as well, the unit of measurement, whether it's points, pixels, inches, centimeters, millimeters. And in the the app-wide settings, you're able to change the interface to show touches. So if you're doing instruction, say you're giving a class on design, you're able to enable show touches. And when you're projecting this onto your display, your projector or Apple TV or whatnot, you're able to show touches. And this is really helpful if you're giving instruction or creating a video, uh, for instance. And there are also tutorial videos within the app as well to help you learn this application, which they're really nicely done. So the final thing I will mention here about Adobe Comp are the different share options. Most of these are share options to different Adobe applications. The first is Behance, B-E-H-A-N-C-E. This lets you showcase and discover the latest work from top online portfolios, by creative professionals across industries. So Behance is a way for you to find work. You're able to design something in Adobe Comp, send it to Behance, and hopefully get hired by someone looking for a designer. There's also integration with InDesign Creative Cloud. That's desktop publishing. Integration with Photoshop Creative Cloud. Photo editing. Integration with Illustrator Creative Cloud. That's Vector Graphics Editor. There's integrations with Muse Creative Cloud. That is building websites without coding. And there's auto mockups as well integration. That's another Adobe product. The things that aren't Adobe products that this integrates with, you're able to export as a PDF or export just the plain raw image. And you're also able to share a link. And this will bring up an Adobe web page that allows you to preview the image and allows other people to add it to their Adobe Creative Cloud accounts. So really nice sharing options within Adobe Comp. And that is Adobe Comp. That's, that is it. Uh, it's an application that I really love. It's something I depend on day in and day out for my day job. It's one of the best tools I found out for designing on the iPad in something really intuitive. So if you're needing to create something on your iPad, I'd say give Adobe Comp a try. I've got Pixelmator, I've got Graphic, I've got a lot of different applications, and most of the Adobe apps I kind of give a pass to, but Adobe Comp is kind of like that little secret little gem of Adobe apps. There's there's like 20 Adobe apps in the App Store probably, and this is the one I think that is just a real gem. It's a delight to use and something that I'm really glad that I'm able to use to its full ability as my work has Adobe Creative Cloud subscription. So I'm able to do the syncing and things like that that are enabled by the subscription. So with that said, I hope this episode has been helpful. I'm going to do my best to create a quick little video 
to go along with this episode that you can find at iPadPros.net. So I'm going to uh, do a little video showcasing some of the features I was talking about in this episode. But with that said, thank you for listening to iPad Pros. If you have a chance, please leave a review in iTunes. I'd really appreciate that. Or Apple Podcasts, uh, same place. So just search for iPad Pros there, and I'd love if you could leave a review. If you have interesting workflows or apps that you're using, please send those to iPadProsPodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. With that said, thanks for listening to this episode of iPad Pros.